This is episode 66. In this episode, you'll meet Yvonne Hernandez. She's a creator of Decide Balance or Decide Balance. Well, you'll get five minutes of meditation in a podcast. She shares her wonderful story of how she created this podcast. Hope you enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, I'm Giselle Martin, and this is Relate and Elevate. Bienvenidos. It's a podcast where Latinx business owners share stories of cultural identity and entrepreneurship. I believe consumers want to support businesses they relate to because it gives them a sense of community. Also, join me on my business mindfulness series where I share business tips and activities that will help you grow and sustain your business. So please subscribe to Relate and Elevate to learn more about closing the cultural gaps in the marketplace. Welcome everybody to another episode of Relate and Elevate. And I'm so happy to have this person here. Um, I, I consider her now a good friend of mine. <laughs> so you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> Hi, everyone. Oh, thank you, amiga. So my name is Yvonne Hernandez, and um, I'm in Southern California. I'm a mama of three. My son is 11, my daughter is nine, and my youngest daughter is six. I mean, we've never physically met in person, but over the past few months, I have really, I think we've really gotten to know each other in like a few different spaces. And also, I'm also a mother of three, and my kids are 12, <laughs> nine, and seven. So we're so like... <laughs> Another connection. I mean, yeah. <laughs> motherhood is similar ages, podcasting, we all grow Latina, the different circles that we're a part of. And yeah, I agree. Like it's, yeah, it definitely feels like, you know, like a real friendship because we've gotten to know each other in all these different platforms and circles and different sides of us, right? And connected in so many different ways. So it's, it's so beautiful. So I think when we finally get to meet in person, it's going to be like, yay! Yeah. <laughs> Finally, un abrazo. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably crying because I cry. For sure. Probably everything. <laughs> oh, I'm a crier. <laughs> um, so before we get to learn more about all the amazing things that you're working on, I like to ask more. I like to ask personal questions about you. So what's your favorite food? So it's so funny, my son had asked me that, you know, for one of his class projects for Mother's Day. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what it is, because I love all different kinds of food. I love trying different foods. But the one I really love is gourmet food, because it's so creative. I mean, besides the fact that it's expensive, so I only have it like once a year for our anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, I love how creative they can get with any cuisine um, in different cultures. Mm. and it's just like this next level of like yumminess that you have to like really like savor it because it's so expensive so you like you have to like take your time enjoying it mm -hmm. um other than that it, I I think it would be fruit I love fruit especially with tahini <laughs> mm. so that would but be my I guess my my local food but my favorite favorite I would say gourmet because it's just this other level of yumminess yeah the gourmet food is like um they also have so many different flavors in one bite. Yes. And it's like some it's some some things are so random. You're like, oh, we never thought that this and this would go together, but then they do. 
Exactly. I love the creativity. I love trying new foods. I think not so much texture, but flavors I do. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, being, you know, from a Mexican family, you know, uh, menudo, I, I cannot handle the texture. I don't like menudo, which is really weird <laughs> because uh, my family does. Uh, so that's the only thing, like texture I cannot handle. Flavors, yes, I love trying different flavors. Hmm. So what's the last book you read? Um, let's see. I, honestly, I'm not a big reader. I'm more of an audiobook person, but I, but lately I've been reading, um, it's called The Seven, Seven Spiritual Laws of Yoga by Deepak Chopra. And so I started reading it because of my class. I'm in the Chopra Meditation Teaching Certification Program. And so it's one of the books that we're required to read. And it's just, it's just so, just so interesting, like the different laws and like, you know, every day is a different law, like, you know, sorry, it's like not coming to my head right now, but it's just, it's like this other level, right? Like yoga, it's not just about exercise. It's like preparing you for meditation, mm -hmm. which like takes you within. Mm -hmm. to tap into your inner creativity, to your inner self, and takes you to this other level, right? Where it's like, you know, and like, it, it really has helped me to step into my power, which is something we were talking about. And I feel like all of these different elements help you get to that place. So this book has been one of them. Um, it's been, it's a really good book. And it's not a, like, I think it's like, it's less than 300 pages. So it's not that long of a read. Yeah. I like what you said. I do think that too, that like yoga, that's why I always remember yoga practice, meditation practice, because it's not, it's not something that you like do to work out, right? It's a practice every day and it's a practice of connecting with ourselves. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. What's the, uh, what's your favorite color? Purple. <laughs> <laughs> you have a purple mic <laughs> have a purple mic <laughs> what uh what's the last song you listened to it was um azúcar i think that's what it's called it's a it was a celia cruz song it's a salsa song and anything by celia cruz is awesome it always gets you you know into that <laughs> happy mode happy level yeah like gets out of you know, helps you get out of that funk and just like, yes. I mean, I love like Carnaval and I mean, uh, I mean, just so many. I mean, all her songs are amazing, but uh, so that it, her, one of her songs was the most recent one. Yeah. Like nothing can bring me down feeling. Yeah. And just dancing. I mean, it, it, it makes me dance automatically and I love to dance and it's just one of my ways to, you know, for like, self-care you know dancing is part of that you know mm -hmm. I dance in the kitchen all the time my kids think it's funny but every now they <laughs> they dance with me and um but I don't care I'm like I'm dancing this is for me I'm letting out whatever I need to let out it's all good <laughs> yeah dance parties and teaching yes. them it's like hey it's it's good it's healthy to dance and sing even though I can't sing yeah like, for reals reals <laughs> like not in public <laughs> yeah not even karaoke but um yeah, I love it. I, I want them to know that, hey, it's okay to express yourself in other ways and let release, you know, whatever emotions you're going through. And so sometimes, you know, if there's, they're having a hard time, like, that's it, dance party, you know, that 
Let's turn up the music. A bailar todos. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. It's so much fun. And um, if you could meet one person dead or alive, who would that be? I would meet, um, you know, it, and it crossed my mind the other day, the Dalai Lama, because his quote has really like taken me to this whole other level for my meditation practice because he said, and I'm, you know, paraphrasing it, but to the point where he said that if every eight-year-old in the world would meditate, there would be peace in the world, basically. That's what it came mm. down to. And it's, it's so touching and it's so motivating because to think, I mean, and my kids are in that age range. So that means my kids have the possibility of seeing peace in this world. After all this hate, you know, right now, and I mean, not just our country, but the world and it's, it's sad, right, to see so much hate and negativity and violence that knowing that through meditation, we can help bring peace to the world. It's just like, wow, it's mind-blowing. But to know that it is possible, yeah, it's just super cool. And like Deepak Chopra, that's one of his missions to have, um, what is it, 8 billion people in the world meditating. Mm -hmm. which sounds like a lot, but it's only 15% of the world population. Mm -hmm. So that's like 15 out of 100 people. If they would meditate, we can get to that point where we can create that change and mm -hmm. get to that point to, or get to that level of, you know, peace and seeing peace in the world. Like, wow, that would be so beautiful because like I've learned that hurt people hurt other people and mm -hmm. someone very close to my heart works for the probation department and he works, you know, with, with the youth. And so he sees that they come from broken families, mm -hmm. but that's all they know. That's how they grew up. You mm -hmm. know, their parents were in gangs or they were in drugs or they are, and, and that's all they know. So if that's all, you know, mm -hmm. well, then that's what's going to come out of you. That's how you're going to treat others. Right. And it breaks my heart. And, but to know that, if they can learn about meditation, they can love themselves. So when you love yourself mm -hmm. first, then you can be able to give love to others and respect to others. And it overflows. I mean, it's, it's like a domino effect. Yeah. Like if you start with hate, there's more and more and more and more and more hate, right? Mm -hmm. But if you start with love, then it's like more and more and more and more and more. And then it just like spreads, right? Like a waterfall because you yeah. have all this to give and to share, right? So it's like, wow, it is possible. So, and that's why I just feel so, so blessed to be part, to be present in this time, to, to do this, to bring this gift, right? To show others, you know, love yourself first, because once you do, you can spread that to your family, to your neighbors, to your community, to your nation to the world and we can see peace in the world like wow that's gonna be so beautiful not I hope it is I know it is yeah and it's so interesting that you say I mean I I totally believe everything that you're saying right and it's interesting that when we say eight million people well okay that's only 15 billion eight billion people 
Oh, but yeah. Okay. That's a bigger <laughs> number, which sounds like crazy, but it is possible. I mean, fifteen yeah. percent of the world's population, like that's nothing. Yeah. I thought the world's population was eight billion. Anyway. I'm gonna have to check my facts now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I'm like totally discombobulated. But either way, no matter what, at the end of the day, your point is that if only fifteen percent of the world (laughs) meditated, then we can make serious change, like interrupt, you know, the current trajectory of everything of, of, of hate. And you know what? And it's not just like the, the hate and the social injustice and all of these things happening. I mean, that's really bad, but the whole idea of quarantining ourselves and cutting us off from the rest of society is not good for our own self-care and our own self-worth as a society like that's something that i really uh, thought about and this whole idea like we're living in fear and being afraid is just continuously sharing that same fear mentality that same fear energy to everyone around us and that's and that's really what is it like if we continue to be in fear then we can't be in love Mm. and not like not i mean like in love like in love like in a loving relationship but like we can't be in a state of love that and that's really what it is that i'm hearing you saying is that the more that we love ourselves and we show other people how to love themselves through through practice and through preaching and through action, right? And through leadership, then if everyone did that and it was like a trickle effect, then that's how we can make this generational change faster than like, oh, it'll take thousands of years. Like, no, one generation is what, 20 years, 25 years? It's totally possible. And I, I, I looked it up. I wanted to make sure I had my Numbers correct. So (laughs) it's a billion people. So that's only 15% of the world population. And so the exact quote is, if every eight-year-old in the world is taught meditation, we will eliminate violence from the world within one generation. That's so amazing. (laughs) And I heard this like a while ago um, because before I started the, 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 the Chopra Center teaching med, uh, meditate, meditation teaching certification program. And then when I learned and, you know, and, and back then, I mean, I knew who Deepak Chopra was, but I didn't really follow him. I just kind of, mm-hmm. you know, was still learning so much. Right. And then once I started doing the 21 day meditation and I learned more about him and all the research and his teachings and like everything, and then learning that he references that quote a lot in his speeches Mm-hmm. And that is his mission to help bring peace to the world. And I'm like, oh, we are totally aligned. Like, wow, mm-hmm. like this is amazing. When you find what ignites you, the right people, the right, I mean, everything starts falling into place, your path. Yeah. Like everything. It's just so beautiful. Yeah. Like you could see the path to it, you know, 
And a lot of times we're just like in the world and we're like, oh, just day to day. I don't know what's going to happen. But then when you actually see your path, and it's so amazing. Yeah. So I just, that's, that, that totally motivates me every day. And so teaching my children about meditation and we practice, you know, we do our prayers and we meditate together at night. And sometimes I get so caught up, like, oh, I just want to finish the kitchen cleaning or whatever. And my girl's like, mama, are you ready to meditate with us? And I'm like, oh, that's right. It's time to go to bed. Like we need it. Like, okay, I'll put this away, you know? So I, I love it, you know, that they're asking me and, and really it's helped us a lot during this uncertain time to, to find that ease within us right after so yeah. much stress I mean especially for for my kids because and for all kids like they don't they don't understand it's hard to process it's hard to express themselves and this really has helped us manage this situation a lot better you know because yeah they all had a really hard time at the beginning and crying and random tantrums and I'm like okay this is not normal and so finding different tools to help us. And this has definitely been a very powerful tool. And it's so easy to do too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you can see what a few months of meditation is doing to your own family, like imagine if we all did that. And I I do that with my family, but not as consistent as I think you do. <laughs> but yeah, we do. Sometimes it gets to the point where like, okay, we need this like right now. But it's not about the need. It's about just doing it just because. And then there will never be like a need for it, right? Right. It, it becomes yeah. a beautiful habit, like brushing your teeth. Like it's, it's necessary yeah. to brush your teeth. It's necessary to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. It's necessary to go take a shower. Well, it's necessary to meditate as well. I mean, even if it's a few minutes, um, yeah, and, and that's why you know I, I I started teaching my kids, or I went to my yeah to my kids' school teaching them meditation. They were going through a difficult time, and so I reached out to their teacher and I asked if you know if we could do a meditation, you know, five to ten minutes. So I started going every Friday morning teaching them meditation, and just guiding them. I was like, oh, you know, today we're at the beach and touch the feel the sand and da 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 da, and and it was just so cute, you know, to see the difference from the beginning of the year to the end of the year and. Mm -hmm. halfway through right before the Christmas break one of the parents asked me are you the mom that's teaching meditation and I said yes she's like thank you so much my daughter suffers from test anxiety and ever since you've mm -hmm. been coming Friday mornings because Fridays was test day mm -hmm. she feels so much better I'm like wow like I hadn't even thought about that level of stress for a child anxiety I mean, I just thought they were just having a hard time because of the phase, the construction phase. And now they're in third grade, which is a big change for them or whatever. I don't know. That's amazing. But to help with an test anxiety, it's like... I get that. My son is just like that. Even now here at home with the distance learning, every Friday is there's like four tests or quizzes or tests, whatever it is. And he, it's a Fridays is very emotional for him. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so okay, let's maybe maybe that could help him. <laughs> yeah, no, we do. He um he has his favorite crystals that he holds, and then he does breathing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, I I like 
Okay, yeah, this is a totally different subject, but I like crystals for a few different reasons. But for kids, it's good because it's something tangible. Like, I think that for adults, we have more of like a, a spiritual understanding or a, like an energy understanding, right? Like a non-tangible understanding of meditation and, and prayer and things like that. But for kids, uh, the the crystals or we also like um sage or something holding something tangible while they're while we're doing any of those things i feel it, it helps to ground them like this is something tangible that i could hold on to and this is where i'm holding the power but the power is also part of me because i'm holding it you know that's that's what i've noticed oh i love it i'm gonna have to yeah. try that but anyway we definitely we're going to continue this conversation but also want to learn more about your cultural identity and what you're working on so how do you self-identify so for a very long time I, I just thought it was like oh I'm Mexicana right because I grew up in a very small town in Texas a border town so 99% is Mexican. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and so I just felt like I was Mexican. Once I went to college, I'm like, wow, like, wait, there's, you know, I started meeting friends from El Salvador and from, um, you know, uh, sorry, Puerto Rico and, you know, meeting all these friends. And so they were like, oh yeah, I'm, you know, Latina. And even though you know, knowing the word Hispanic and I just thought, oh, Hispanic, I don't know her hearing how, you know, that's how we were labeled, not, because we wanted to, but that mm -hmm. was just the name given. And I'm like, yeah, it doesn't sit well, right? But it's like, oh, then hearing them identify as Latina, it just felt like more inclusive. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, we're, I mean, we're all of color, you know, it's, you know, this is our community, right? So then I started identifying myself as Latina. So that way I felt like I included everybody because I know there's, you know, other, other blood in me, I'm, I'm sure, um, I'm sure I'm not just a Mexican. Um, so there's other stuff in me, I'm sure. And so, and then I actually ended up doing the DNA test of a couple of years ago and I'm like, wow, I'm like 50%, you know, from here. And then there's other blood, you know, from, uh, from Europe and everywhere else. And I'm like, I knew it. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, uh, so yeah, I identify as Latina. Hmm. And what does the term cultural identity mean to you? I guess in a way it's like somehow identify where I'm from or who I'm representing. Hmm. It's kind of what it feels like to me. Hmm. Representation. There's like a meme or sticker or something that representation matters, right? <laughs> yeah. I've been seeing that a lot lately. So let's talk about uh, what it is that you're working on. You so you shared with us the story of how you started meditating for your child's class, and now you've turned it into a podcast, right? I, I did. A bilingual podcast. So tell us, like, how, how did that all start? I mean, we know the original story of it, but how did you decide you wanted to turn it into a podcast, and um, where can people listen to it? Like, what, what is on the podcast? So I call my podcast Decide Balance or Decide Balance because it is a five-minute bilingual English and Spanish meditation podcast. And it, it started because a friend had asked me, 
what is this meditation thing you're doing? Do you no longer believe in God? And I'm like, whoa. I'm like, and in, inside, I'm like, I was shocked. But at the same time, I'm glad she asked that question because mm-hmm. what if parents were asking the same question when the kids went home and say, oh, Miss Yvonne did a meditation today. But what if they don't know what meditation is? And I didn't want them to tell the school, we don't want our child changing religion. I'm like, well, it has nothing to do with religion. This is a tool to help you with emotions. And um, so I figured I should start recording this because I wanted to be transparent so that everybody could hear and plus receive this, the benefits right at home. And so I figured I'm going to make this into a podcast. And so I started recording. And so that's, that's pretty much how it, it turned into a podcast because I wanted to be transparent with everyone. And then plus I figured, let's just share this with the world. And I started looking up meditations in English or, you know, bilingual, and I couldn't really find any that were translating as you were going. I could find English and I could find Spanish separately, but none that were translating at the same time. And that's what I'm doing. Like a whole meditation in English or a whole meditation in Spanish, but yours is yeah, Both. I'm translating as I'm going. So, so every line. what is it called? Code switching? You're like switching back and forth, right? To English and <laughs> Spanish. So yeah. And which in a way, I've, I've gotten a lot of good feedback from it saying that, you know, you know, I have such a hard time, you know, meditating or because of all this chitter chatter going on in my head. But when, you know, when she's like, or they say, when I, when I listen to you translating, I'm listening to you translate. And even if they don't know Spanish, they're like, oh, that's how you say it in Spanish, right? So then it, they forget mm-hmm. about da-da-da-da-da going on, <laughs> you know, their long list of whatever oh, it is in their head. Focusing so on they're the focusing on the Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, oh, okay, this, this is better than I thought, you know? So That's great. That's amazing. So yeah, so even if you don't know Spanish, hey, you get to learn Spanish. And if you don't know English, you get to learn Spanish. <laughs> I mean, you get to learn English. <laughs> so I mean, so you can listen from, you know, I mean, anyone really could listen. Mm. And so I made it five minutes on purpose um, because a lot of people have the excuse. Oh, I don't have time to meditate. Oh, I'm too busy. Oh, I have work. Oh, my kids activities. And I knew it's helpful. And I knew for me, it was hard to start, but just doing five minutes is so helpful. And so I figured, okay, let's do this. So that way you see right away, okay, I'm only committing to five minutes and then it's more doable, you know, Hmm. I figured that helps people to say, okay, I'll give it a chance. Yeah. And then they want more. (laughs) So, yeah, it's interesting because the meditations I'm used to doing are like 20, 30 minutes. And I, I, I do listen to your meditation podcast and sometimes I'm just like in the middle of everything. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do next. Should I like write this email? Should I respond to that? Should I wash the dishes? Should I <laughs> help my kid with this homework? Should I do this? Like sometimes it's like so much that like just taking the five minutes and doing the podcast just to meditate and listening to your podcast for five minutes really helps. And then I'm like, okay. And then I, I center myself again. Yay. Oh, that's yeah. awesome to hear. And And when I started, you know, when I first you know, found meditation, I just wanted to sleep. I was so exhausted. You know, I had two kids and then my third was a baby. And it's like, I am so tired because my first two are two years apart. And then, then after that, they're three years apart. So I was exhausted. 
Mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep. I was, so I just heard meditation to go to sleep. Yes. So I just put on my earbuds and I'd go to sleep Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it really helped me a lot. I felt so much better. I could feel, you know, any stress or tension, you know, all that, you know, just, I felt better in the morning when I woke up. It's like, okay, if I feel better, then I can be a better mom for my kids too. So then I just started learning more and more and more and now here we are. Now I'm teaching my kids and the other kids at school and now I'm teaching the world via my podcast, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and so, you're going to help change a whole generation. Yes. I'm so excited. To be so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I love it. And that definitely drives me that to know that I have a little piece in helping to change the world for like to have peace in this world. It's like, wow, this is so cool. I love this. I'm super pumped. And um, I tell as many people as I can. And so my podcast is the same as my website, Decide Balance, DecideBalance.com. It's my Instagram. It's my Facebook. Everywhere, Decide Balance. It's the same. And I, on purpose, you know, made sure that the name was consistent everywhere because sometimes it's like the the dot and the dash and the space and the this. It's so confusing. And I, <laughs> I didn't want to give anybody, you know, a reason not to f- find me, you know, mm-hmm. or to find them the podcast. So that was definitely important for me. <laughs> And now I'd like to take a little break. It's hard to believe that there's just a few weeks left in 2020. So much has happened this year. Some of us are already preparing for 2021. Is your business ready for 2021? Do you know how many customers or clients you'll need to hit your revenue goal in 2021? Have you written your revenue goals? What about your media goals? If you haven't, No worries. Contact me for a $40 initial consultation and together we'll figure it out. So you shared that it was important for you to do a bilingual podcast, but besides the bilingual part of it, how has your cultural identity affected the way that you rolled out, that that you launched your podcast or that you continue to work on it? Like, I guess because I can see that meditation is not very common in my community. And so I wanted to bring that awareness to the community as well, that we do have this tool. And I mean, Spanish is part of my culture, right? So I'm sharing my culture with the world and what a beautiful language it is. And, you know, so in a way, like mixing it all up, you know, the words, the, you know, hearing them, hearing, having people hear the words and how it sounds, it's, you know, it's sometimes like words, I, I feel like they sound more beautiful in Spanish, like amor. <laughs> I feel like it sounds better than love, even though love is a good word, but amor just has like this deeper feeling, you know? Mm. Um, and that's one of my podcasts, Love, Amor. And it's about loving yourself, showing yourself some love. Um, that's that's kind of how I feel that that's connected. So tell us about the future of Decida Balance? Is it always going to be a a five-minute podcast or do you have any other, um, anything else you're working on? So so right now I'm in the teaching certification program. So depending when you're listening, because I'm going to be graduating in February 2021, I'm so excited and I'll be an (laughs) official 
Chopra Center certified meditation teacher. Yay! <laughs> super stoked. <laughs> uh, super excited about that. And so I definitely will be having some programs to teach others meditation. I want to do like kids groups, kids lessons for adults, um, even have meditation circles, like monthly circles. Mm. I'm also a level two Reiki certified practitioner. So I want to incorporate Reiki um, into- Can you share what Reiki is for people who don't know what that is? So Reiki is like universal energy. It's everywhere around us. I mean, we are all made of energy. And so- me as a practitioner, I'm a conduit of the energy. So it's not coming from me. It's, mm-hmm. it's just going through me and I'm sending mm-hmm. it to the person mm-hmm. and it helps with healing. And it's been used a lot for um, like in sports medicine with the mm-hmm. uh, like celebrities, sports, you know, when they're injured, when they have Reiki applied to them, it helps to speed up their healing. <clears throat> that's actually how I heard about it first. My husband told me about it. I'm like, whoa, that's super cool. And of mm-hmm. course, you know, as professional athletes, they want to be on the field like right away because they're getting paid, right? So I thought that was interesting. And then learning like universities are studying and using Reiki like UCLA and then um, Kaiser Hospital is also using Reiki. They're using Reiki with cancer patients to help them speed up their healing process in conjunction with their uh, treatments. And Mm -hmm. I just thought that was so beautiful because, I mean, they go through so much pain and this really helps them a lot. And I'd heard that there was a gal, you know, who's, you know, teaching others, you know, you know, um, with cancer patients, you know, and that's how she was serving. And I'm like, wow, that's so, so, so nice. And uh, so just learning more and more and more about Reiki, I, I wanted to learn more. And finally, I found my teacher and I'm like, all right, let's do this. I want to learn more and I want to be able to serve others and help others, you know, and it's, it's something that I can do from distance. So like right now at this, during this time where everything is distance, I can send Reiki to anybody in the world. Mm -hmm. I don't need to see them. I don't need to be in person. So it's, it's a beautiful practice. Mm. I mean, you can even send Reiki to your ancestors and help them heal. We know our ancestors, I mean, at least within our Latino community, they've gone through a lot. And so being able to know that we can send them healing energy as well. And we can send Reiki to our water, you know, so that like help give all that goodness. um, It's energy. It's energy. Yeah. I mean, we are energy, you know, Yeah. (laughs) but then we can get on deeper and deeper. So that's another another, uh, interview, (laughs) but the, the main idea is it's universal energy. It's all around us. It's everywhere. So how easy or how difficult was it for you to start podcasting and just say, oh, I'm going to turn into podcast now? And yeah, like, how did you find all the resources and everything to just launch it? <laughs> it, was a, it was a bit of a struggle and definitely some uh, imposter syndrome kicked in as well. So that definitely delayed the process. Mm. That's mm. another call, but, um, <laughs> mm. but uh, yeah, learning a lot on my own at the very beginning, I had to Google everything, YouTube, everything, like, where do I even record? What do I use? You know, what's the program? And it's like, okay, for, for my Mac, what program can I use? Do I have to pay for it? Do I, I mean, the name and, like everything, like, and then trying to follow other podcasters as well. And then the Latina podcasters network 
showed up in my life and I'm like, oh, what? There's an, a podcasters, a Latina podcasters network. Okay. I'm in, what do I do? Right. And so mm -hmm. at the time it was just a directory, but now it's like a full on network. So yeah, learning so much and got to meet you there as well too. It's like, whoa, <laughs> you know, connecting with other yeah. fellow Latina podcasters in that circle, you know, besides we all grow circles that we were already participating. And then now in the podcasters and it's like, this is so cool. Like knowing that together we are amplifying our voices because we do have things to say and our voices are important. Our voices matter. So representation matters. Yes. <laughs> yes. So the, yeah, so it's, it's been super cool. <laughs> oh, what, um, out of all the new things you've learned on with podcasting or not even just the podcasting side of it, um, what has been your favorite technological tool for launching your podcast? Well, my laptop for sure. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can do everything from here. I can work from my room, from my closet. That's where I record in my closet. So it has better sound quality, right? Um, even though now I've upgraded and I have a new purple microphone, which is pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah. My favorite tool is my laptop. I use it for everything, for Zoom, for everything. <laughs> is there a business or an organization or maybe a, a podcast that you strive to be? You look at them and you're like, oh, they're big. And one day I'm going to be like that. <laughs> or... <laughs> uh, we're still learning so much about different podcasts. And I think it just whoever, you know, happens to inspire me at that moment. I keep listening to so many new podcasters. I mean, even Latina podcasters. I mean, it's a smaller circle, but learning so much from them and, you know, yeah, there's still a lot how they express themselves so beautifully on the mic. It's like, wow, that's so good. I mean, cause for me, it, growing up was always hard for me to use my voice, uh, speaking up for any situation and, so I never thought it, and actually like years ago in this group that I was in, one of the gals told me, your gift is your voice. And I'm like, what? I'm like, come on, girl. Like, I can't sing. I, you know, like, I thought that's what she meant, right? Yeah. Like, I don't have a voice for singing. Like, I crack and whatever. Like, thinking all this negative stuff, right? But yeah. now I get it. I'm like, whoa, she's right. I'm using my voice through my podcast, through you know, the meditation that, I mean, that is my podcast, right? And I'm, I'm using my voice for good to help bring healing, much needed healing. Wow. To this nation and to the world, right? So it's like, wow, I, my gift is my, my voice. And so I'm, I'm, I'm stepping up, I'm stepping into my power, using my voice, sharing my gift. Isn't it crazy how other people see things in us before we see it in us? I know. It's so hard. And I wish it didn't have to be that way. But I mean, there's a reason why things happen. And yeah, I, probably, I probably wasn't ready at the time. And it's also like a message coming to us or, or a seed being planted, as they say, right? It's, yeah. Exactly. So even if we don't see it or understand it in the moment that people tell us, like, it's it's the beginning of something <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah and maybe at the time you know we weren't ready for that and I I know I wasn't ready you know at that time it's like 
the podcast like yeah right like I'm so busy like with my three little ones like when that's yeah. impossible right but now I get it I, I see it. it's like okay now I'm ready and that's why things are happening now at and this time soon it's not just gonna be a podcast it's gonna be a whole community of just all kinds of things like meditation circles and classes and Reiki healings. Yeah, so much, so much that I want to bring. And I'm going to start uploading videos as well to my YouTube channel. So I'm going to start having oh, interviews cool. with other meditation teachers um, it, to bring more awareness of meditation, how meditation came into their life and how they're using it, how they're teaching others, you know, because no, there's it's not the a lot same of, for everybody. It's, it's different, different, right? Yeah. yeah, everybody's gone through a different experience or, you know, they're hard on themselves at the beginning. And well, what did you do? How did you get past that state of like, oh, I suck at meditation, right? But how did you get past that? You know, so all these questions. <laughs> and so um, I'm starting to record and I'm going to start uploading. So I'm going to add them as a bonus episode. So all my podcasts will be the five minute meditation. And then I'll say, and now, you know, you're welcome to hang out and listen to my guests. Da, 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 da. So they have the option of stopping the podcast or continue and listening to the interview. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, that. I like listening to people's stories. That's why I have this podcast. <laughs> it gives me an excuse to ask a whole bunch of questions. Yeah. Um, so can you share some advice for anyone with a culturally specific business or a culturally specific idea, project idea? Um, yeah. Do you have advice? <laughs> I think like, don't be embarrassed or ashamed. Cause I feel like sometimes people feel like they have to hide mm. their culture in mm. order to be accepted. And, and it's sad, right? Like why? Yeah. But it's because, we're, we're afraid, you know, we've been brought up with so much fear. Like we have to hide, like, you know, for a long time, people were afraid to speak Spanish because of being for discrimination. Right. And yeah, I mean, just a few generations back, you know, or, you know, ancestors were told do not speak Spanish in public because yeah. you'll be reprimanded in schools. Like, oh, that's so sad. And now we have dual immersion schools. So my kids are learning Spanish at school. Mm -hmm. So now it's totally okay. You know, so so yeah, I recommend, you know, stand tall and represent your culture. It's very important. People need to know. And because um, sometimes, you know, people ha assume our culture is a certain way, but it's not like, yeah, you know, they think like, for example, here in the U.S., they think Cinco de Mayo is such a big deal, but in Mexico, it's not, which I think it's is hilarious. Only a big deal for non-Mexican people. I know. <laughs> I know. It's hilarious. I'm like, okay, so fine. Let's go drink. <laughs> whatever. Like, but, but that's not like a real deal, but whatever. So, and then like, I talked to my family in Mexico and, and so I had asked them before and I'm like, do you guys like go all out? Like, you know, for Cinco de Mayo? And they're like, no, but yes, he says the septiembre it is yeah. like, that's like a big old party because that was independence, you know? So Anyway, so I think it's just hilarious, you know, so I feel like we need to speak up and teach and, you know, share the correct information instead of let, letting people continue to assume what is the right thing. Yeah, that's something that I learned over and over and over again from my master's program. Um, it was a master's in education and 
it really is that experience is valid knowledge. Experience is knowledge. And that's why that that's why storytelling and testimonials are such an important part of learning. And that um, we come from communities that didn't have uh, books or the written word or things like that. They shared history and family history and traditions and knowledge and things that they've learned through storytelling and through using their voice and talking. And it's just so interesting how we're still trying to disrupt the whole like I feel like I don't have a voice because we've been silenced and shunned so much so much in we come from community uh, communities that have been like censored and pushed out in the margins and it's so hard for us to continuously fight that within ourselves Mm -hmm. and to come back and say no my voice is important right like my voice is making a change and it is yeah and you are (laughs) yeah I mean growing up you know with the with the saying calladita te ves más bonita oh my god being quiet you look so much prettier a few months ago you know I was told that a few months ago. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, growing no. up. Still. I mean, yeah, hearing it in my family and, it, and then now, like, and I thought that was normal. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll just be quiet. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. sure, it's normal. I don't have to use my voice. Like, it's, but like learning and being surrounded by so many empowering women. And I, I want to thank We All Grow Latina because I've grown, learned so much from these empowering women mm-hmm. that's like, wait, calladita, no more. I don't have to be quiet. I have to use my voice. Yes. It's like, wow. It's, it's, it's just incredible, you know, how much we need to shift that mindset, you know, those, those negative teachings. Yeah. it's, It's hard, but it's also like, it's not easy, but it's not impossible either. Right. Yeah. Yeah, to teach the next generation. You use your voice. Do not be quiet. So sometimes like I feel like my middle daughter, she's definitely a lot more expressive and and um one day I was doing a breathwork session and so breathwork is and I encourage you guys to google it up. Search Ana Lilia. She's an amazing breathwork teacher and so I did a breathwork session with her and and I just had this feeling and this thought that I cannot use my voice. I was like, my daughter is who I want to be to be able to use my voice like her, right? She needs to learn when, how to properly use it, right? (laughs) There's no need for tantrums. And so she's learning that, you know, at times when it happens, but, Mm -hmm. but she's using her voice and expressing herself. No. I don't, I don't want to eat that or no, I do not want to wear that dress or da da da. And and here I am like, well, we got to go and da da da. But then I have yeah. to stop and be like, oh, she's using her voice. Like yeah. I just had that, that thought and it was just so powerful. And I broke down in tears because I realized that's who I want to be. And here she is, <laughs> my daughter, right? she's that person, right? That I, I've always wanted to be, 
to be able to use my voice because I've always been told, be quiet, hide, because of fear, right? And here she is using her voice. So now like I, I thank her and I'm like, thank you for using your voice. Now let's work on the words that you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's but so I, beautiful. But I'm so glad you're using your voice. <laughs> yeah, that's it, so I mean, especially for women. I mean, Latina women, it's like, girl, you got to use your voice. So I'm, yeah. I'm so proud of her. But she's also using her voice. And, and I totally get this too, because like my kids are like that too. And I think um, someone pointed this out to me. Again, other people pointing out things <laughs> that we don't see in ourselves. And, um, and then I see that in you too, is that we're giving the space for our children to use their voice, right? So you created that environment for her. You, you know what I mean? Like you groomed her or allowed her or accepted, accepted her for who she was since the beginning without um, shutting her down or, or shunning her or telling her to be quiet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that is also how we're changing, not only by us using our voices or struggling <laughs> to push our voices out there, but also allowing our children and the future generations by not just allowing them. I don't think that's the right word. It's accepting them, like accepting them. Like this is how they came. This is who they are and accepting them. And like, I feel like for me and maybe like my parents' generation and even all the generations before, it was like, we came as how we were, but we were silenced. And, right. and, and I don't think that my grandparents' generation and my mom is struggling and, and her, you know, she's struggling to remove that cloak of silence and to use her voice. And I've been struggling with that too, you know, and I'm still pushing myself and still pushing myself. And yeah, it's, it all comes back to the same thing. <laughs> I love it. Representation matters. <laughs> That's like For the sure. theme of this. <laughs> That's like the theme of this um, <laughs> uh, episode. Um, so one more question. If you had no constraints, would you start another business or project or organization? And what would it be? Yeah, I think eventually I would um, like to do a nonprofit. I'm still not sure, like, I have the feeling, I have, like, uh, the dream of doing so. I haven't figured out what exactly that's going to look like, but I know it, it, it's needed. Like, somehow it involves healing. So I'm still at the beginning idea of it for now, but that's what I would like to do. That's exciting. <laughs> like, to know that you're going to do something and then you have no idea what it is going to be, but you know, you're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I've had the idea for a while and it's like, well, who, like who or what, or I don't know, but someday it's going to happen and it'll be on my website. Be like, click here for this <laughs> to support <laughs> this nonprofit or I don't know. I mean, I want to be able to help and give back in other ways. Right. Um, I know it's needed. And so I'll figure it out. And I'm sure it's going to have to do with children. So 
And, and somehow I feel like, I don't know, like what's coming up. It's like, I, I feel so, so like, like I need to help these children that have been separated from their families. Mm. And for a long time, I didn't know I must have been living under a rock because I did not know this was happening. And living in Texas, I was like an hour or so from one of those camps. Mm. In, in Dilly, and I'm like, oh my goodness, if I were in Texas right now, I'd totally be out there protesting and finding ways to help. And and now as a mother, when I first heard about it, you know, like three-year-olds and two-year-olds and five-year-olds, I'm like, oh, that could be my children. Girl, mm-hmm. I cried and I cried because I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, or like when my kids would cry for like, you know, they but you know, hurt their toe or, or whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. you know, little cries, right? And and like for me, it's just like, oh my gosh! Like, what if it was one of those kids? And I'd be like, hug, 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 like extra, extra, oh because God. I'm sending those kids that do not have. Yeah, just so much to <sighs> you know? hug them. Yeah, yeah, they need hugs. They need love. Yeah, and they don't have it. I mean, they're in this cold box this jail, this cage, and it's so heartbreaking, you know, and yeah, I feel like, you know, I I send them Reiki, you know, and, uh, but I know there's, there's other ways that I can help. So I'm going to, yeah, start reaching out to the organizations that are already doing the work. And I'm thankful that they've already started. So I don't have to reinvent the wheel and just got to figure out, okay, how can I do my part in helping and I mean, these are children. Oh my goodness. That's what blows my mind. Why is this happening? Right. And children, oh my gosh, (laughs) they're being traumatized. I was, I was thinking about that and it has been affecting me for, for years, like for years. I couldn't, I would literally have to scroll through any type of article on social media, any type of article or picture or anything that talked about it, not because I was being cold and didn't want to, that, you know, all this was beneath me. No, it was the opposite. It's because anytime I started to read something, I just felt an intense wave of emotion that I couldn't handle. Like it literally would open me up to, I would just start crying, like, and not just crying, like feeling bad, sad, like so deep, deep, just ugliness feeling. And I would have to in a way, I would have to censor it and block it from me just so that I could get through the day. And um, it, it has impacted me in that sense. But I was thinking about it and I was like, my father came here when he was younger. And if, if that policy was set back then, then he would be in a cage. Or if it was, if it wasn't my father that came and they stayed, and then I was born over there, and I came over here with my kids, my kids would be in cages. Like, you know what I mean? Like in during this time, like in the past few years, my kids would be in cages right now. And who knows where the hell I'd be. You know, and like, that's how close it is where people don't realize 
how close it is to us. Yep. Yeah, that could have been my mom and my grandma. I mean, they came over. And what if that was, yeah. <laughs> ah, yes. Yeah. So it's so, just, so close. it's not so far removed as how a lot of people think that it is, you know? Right. Yeah. But anyway, I, I want to say we digress, but we don't digress because all of this is all important and it all relates to each other. So true. Yeah. True. But I really appreciate you taking the time to sharing your sharing your story with us and sharing a lot of personal things with us. And um, you already mentioned that your website is Decide Balance or DecideBalance.com. That's the podcast name. Where else can people find you? Uh, what social media platforms on Instagram? Instagram and Facebook is the same thing, Decide Balance and everywhere. So everywhere is uh, Decide Balance or Decide Balance. Yeah. And both you and I are on the Latina Podcasters Network, so they could go to latinapodcasters.com too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yes, you can definitely find us and so many amazing Latina podcasters with such amazing shows as well. So yeah, go show some love. Yeah, they're so amazing. Like every time I meet someone new, I was like, wow. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Yvonne. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, that's all I could say is thank you for sharing. Oh, thank you so much, Amiga. This, this was so awesome and so blessed that we have this friendship, even though we've never met in person before, yeah. but it's so beautiful <laughs> to, to have this friendship virtually, but it's real. Yeah. <laughs> it's so real. It's so cool. I love it. And yeah, thank you so much for, for everyone's time or whoever's listening for the time to listen and hopefully, um, You'll hop on and meditate, even if it's just for five minutes. It's so, so worth it. Five minutes a day will make a big, big difference in your life and those around you. And the world. Yes, the world <laughs> is so needed. So yes, we're on a mission together. Let's do this. Yes, everybody meditate. Yes, we want peace in the world. <laughs> Thank you, Giselle. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Relate and Elevate. Find me on Instagram at Giselle's World and on Facebook at GM Strategist. Make sure to visit my website, GiselleMartin.com and please, please rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. Hope you have an amazing day. Bye.